Welcome back to the Sunnyside podcast. Today I'm going to talk about the way men and masculinity are portrayed in advertising, which I believe is going through a bit of a rough patch. In fact, I would even call it a crisis of masculinity in advertising. I know what you're thinking. Is it really a crisis? Okay, I admit that crisis may be too strong a word, but there is no doubt in my mind that there is confusion in advertising regarding how to portray men and masculinity. A study done in the UK a couple of years ago claimed that 69% of men don't feel represented by brands. I don't expect it to be drastically different in other parts of the world. Before I talk about the portrayal of men, let me make a detour and talk about the portrayal of women in advertising. One of the most controversial ads of recent times was a Peloton ad from last Christmas. It starts off with a husband gifting an exercise bike to his wife. We then see the wife working out like a maniac and giving her husband updates on her progress. It ends with a line that this is the gift that gives back, which doesn't just body shame the wife, but also makes the husband look like a jerk for giving her this gift so that he can get back the gift of a more perfect wife. As someone who started out as a copywriter, I was astonished at how one line could simultaneously insult both the characters in a film. You must surely remember the backlash to that commercial. It was very rightfully bashed for being sexist, for giving women unrealistic body standards and making men the judges of which women have a perfect body and which women don't. My view of this ad is that yes, it was sexist. It deserved to be panned. And I don't know what the creatives were smoking when they came up with this. But one part of me wondered, if the genders were flipped, what would be the response? If a man was working out like a maniac to keep his body perfect for his wife or girlfriend, I thought about it and I came to the conclusion that it would not have been controversial at all. People watching it would have responded that yes, the man needs to stay in shape for his woman so that he can continue to keep her happy. What's wrong with that? If a woman is unhappy with her husband's body and gives him an exercise bike so that he can get in shape, she's doing something good for him, isn't she? Hold that thought. Now let me dive into three other recent commercials I watched. Two of them were during Christmas and one was during the Super Bowl. The first ad was a Santa Claus origin story that showed young Santa Claus being bullied and leaving his town. He gets picked up by a woman who consoles him and gives him the great idea of sending gifts to the people in the town. Santa Claus launches his career sending gifts and it was actually the idea of a woman in the background. So one of the most iconic male characters of our time actually couldn't think of his own ideas and needed a woman. The second ad was a reinterpretation of the song 12 Days of Christmas, where a bunch of kids are doing lots of different activities in school, including origami. A group of boys call it origami and a group of girls immediately correct them saying it's origami. The third ad was during the Super Bowl and it shows a men's volleyball team easily beating a woman's volleyball team and when the camera pans out, we see that the men's team has trampolines underneath them, giving them an unfair advantage. The implication was that the men would probably lose to the women if they had a level playing field. Before you say that I may be a hypersensitive millennial by objecting to these things, I would like to do what I call the gender flip test. Imagine if female character as iconic as Santa Claus became iconic because a man taught her something. If Daenerys Targaryen needed a man to teach her how to fly a dragon. Now imagine if boys in a classroom corrected the girls on the pronunciation of a word. 
Basically, if it had been Ron Weasley telling Hermione that it should be Wingardium Leviosa and not Wingardium Leviosa. And now imagine if a woman's volleyball team needed trampolines to beat a men's volleyball team. You can imagine the outcry to all these ads. The advertising industry has made tremendous strides when it comes to calling out sexism against women. But the same kind of progress has not been made when it comes to calling out sexism against men. We are entering an uneasy period in which sexism in advertising is okay as long as it is sexism against men. One of the most annoying sexist tropes in advertising is the incompetent dad. The dad who doesn't know how to change diapers and doesn't know how to stop the baby from crying. Just like the Peloton ad, this trope is simultaneously sexist against both men and women. Firstly, the man is an incompetent wimp and secondly, the woman needs to remain constrained to her domestic responsibilities because she's the only one who's good at it. Why have we started showing men as incompetent to evoke a few laughs? I believe that it is an overcompensation for what advertising has traditionally done, which is to show highly competent alpha males. The personal hygiene brand Axe used to be guilty of this. A man uses Axe and magically transforms into an alpha. Wherever he go, women flock to him like bees to honey. A few years ago though, Axe changed this positioning with an ad called Susan Glenn in which a man reminisces about his high school crush, somebody who was such a beautiful, pure and evolved representation of femininity and brought out the best in him. This was a complete deviation from the regressive advertising Axe had done in the past. It was the start of a repositioning in which Axe slowly started taking the high ground and appealed to the better qualities in men. Now we seem to have gone to the other extreme, possibly as a kind of penance for showing unrealistically perfect men in the past, we have started showing them as incompetent wimps. My question is, do we really see only two kinds of men in this world? Are unrealistically perfect men and incompetent wimps the only kinds of men we see around us? I'm not saying that sexism against women is a thing of the past. I'm not saying that sexism against women has been solved. I'm saying that we as a society have evolved to a level where any ad that is sexist against women suffers an immediate backlash. Any ad that is sexist against women is subject to trial by social media. But we have not evolved to a level where an ad that is sexist against men suffers the same backlash. The UK is doing something about both kinds of sexism. The Advertising Standards Authority or ASA has started banning ads that are sexist or stereotypical in their gender roles. The first ad they banned was an ad that showed new dads bungling comically and not knowing what to do with their babies. The second ad they banned was one that showed a placid woman sitting next to a pram. This was not offensive on its own, but the problem was it was part of a collage that showed active and adventurous men like astronauts and athletes. It's good to see that the ASA is equally critical of both kinds of sexism, sexism against men and sexism against women. This was immediately met with accusations of moral policing. But what is the alternative? If we don't want popular culture to perpetrate or create gender stereotypes, we need to accept that advertising is a big part of popular culture and needs to be managed responsibly. Now for an issue that's particularly close to my heart. In Asia, brands like SK2 and Olay have done a great job 
of addressing the annoying Asian concept of the leftover woman. In countries like China, if a woman above a certain age is unmarried, she is stigmatized as a leftover woman and society starts putting pressure on her to get married. And believe it or not, this age can be as young as 27 in some societies. Through beautiful pieces of communication like the marriage market takeover and meet me halfway, SK2 has changed this conversation. It has told women not to be measured by their marital status, that there are so many ways of making it and finding happiness and have nothing to do with marital status. This is a great thing. I agree totally that women should not be judged based on their relationship status. But as usual, one part of me thinks, what about men? When is a brand going to tell men that they should not be judged by their relationship status? Such an ad has never been made. Is it because it's already not an issue? Is it because men are already not being judged by their relationship status? I don't think so. There was a shocking case of a man in Canada last year trying to kill a young mom and her young daughter. And the reason he gave was that he had not had a relationship for a long time and he had started hating people who are married with children. Even the February 2020 Germany terror attack against a Turkish cafe was carried out by a man who claimed to be frustrated that he hadn't had a woman in his life for 18 years. Which means clearly there are men out there who are frustrated by their relationship status. And as the examples from Canada and Germany show, it's not even an Asian thing. Isn't it time advertising started changing the mindset of impressionable young men so that they don't end up being radicalized like this? Popular culture has men has made men feel that they are incomplete if they don't have women in their lives. Rom-coms are a major culprit. The old portrayals of men in axe ads and other such alpha male ads are another culprit. Since advertising is partly responsible for making men miserable for their relationship status, we have a responsibility to reverse this. We also need more male versions of the Dove Real Beauty campaign. We all know the Dove Real Beauty campaign. For 15 years, the campaign has shown women of all shapes, sizes, ages and colors in its ads and told them that they're all beautiful in their own unique ways. We haven't had similar campaigns that celebrate the full diversity of men and the many different ways of being a man. Again, we gravitate towards two extremes. It's either a macho man or an emasculated man. What about all the men in the middle who are actually the vast majority of men? It's time we achieved a more nuanced understanding of masculinity in our advertising and showed men that there is no one correct way to be a man. The women's skincare brand Olay recently said they will stop retouching all their ads by this year so that they'll no longer push out unrealistic expectations on women to look in a certain way. That's a great move. But once again, this kind of progressiveness seems to be restricted to women's brands. It's time men's brands also started taking this kind of a stand so that men also don't face unrealistic expectations to look or behave in a certain way. The trend in advertising is to tell women that they are perfect the way they are, but telling men that they need to be better in everything. There is an outcry whenever an ad suggests that women need to measure up to a higher standard, but it has become par for the course for ads to say men need to measure up to a higher standard. It's astonishing that I even need to say this, but scolding men is not the solution. Making men feel ashamed of their male privilege and toxic masculinity is not the solution. In fact, that's the quickest way for a brand to lose its male audience. Once again, the acid test is the gender flip test. Would you communicate to women in a certain way? If you won't, it's probably a bad way to communicate to men too. I believe that advertising has become part of a wider narrative we are seeing in the world today. We are becoming a world 
that positions the beta male as the ideal model of masculinity. But we are also the world that needs the alpha male to rescue our child from a burning building. We are also the world that needs the alpha male to fend off an intruder. We are also the world that needs the alpha male to take the lead in a relationship. Do we want to create a generation of diffident men who refuse to take charge of things and then complain that there are no longer any real men in the world? Do we want to incentivize men to be weak and unsure and tentative and then wonder where are all the strong men in this world? I'm asking some tough questions here. It would have been the easiest thing in the world for me to parrot the same things everyone else is saying about toxic masculinity. It may give me some brownie points as a male ally of feminism. It might get invited, might get me an invitation to a gender equality conference. But that's not the way I roll. I put my opinions out there, even if they're not everyone's cup of tea. I would like to end with an insightful interpretation of masculinity I recently heard from a woman. A bad man does not become better by being less of a man. He becomes better by being less bad. The solution to toxic masculinity is not less masculinity. It's better masculinity. Take care and see you at the next podcast.